everybody. Welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. You know what day it is. You know what time it is. It's time to run down the biggest and best meta coming up over this weekend. You're either going to learn how to be the meta or how to beat the meta. We're here to, and happy to talk about it. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. The very yellow episode for Adam Camilleri. And Dustin Henshaw. Very gray for some reason. I'm trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> Multitude of lighting issues. <laughs> 77 shows. Uh, light's still a mystery to us. Light in, in itself, how it works, how fast it is, how it bends. Uh, who knows? Uh, but anyway, thanks for our listening and welcome to those joining us live here in the chat. Pleasure to see y'all. Definitely do some shout outs over the course of this uh, this broadcast. Uh, we are going to be talking about one event coming up this weekend, and it's a great one in Nottingham, the home of the Warhams. This one's actually in London. It, it, it is actually in London. It's like actually it's in London. London. We yeah. should actually talk about how to get to Nottingham. Like if you're actually traveling uh, and how to get to Warhammer World, it is easier than you think if you're going that direction. So you can actually, if you're in vacationing in the area or near the area, you can just zip up there pretty easy. That'd be a cool, cool, cool thing to do. Uh, maybe later on in the show. But it, you know, definitely look, take a look at that um, slide up on the screen as well if you're listening to Where in the World is War Games Live? Uh, lightly salted second Utah Invitational, Salt Lake City, Utah, 20 players. Uh, check them out on the War Games Live stream this weekend if you want some live tournament coverage. I hear they're battling it out for some kind of golden salt shaker. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's the prize. If, that's, if they've just got like a salt shaker and a spray of gold put on a plinth, mm, perfect. Can you use it to actually salt stuff? Can, can you actually open it up and put salt in it? I hope so. I hope, I hope so. Amazing. I hope you can salt your opponent's models as you bring it to them. every single family function. Here's the salt. <laughs> Put it on the one, one shot there, warlord. Little sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just lightly dusted everything. That's right. Uh, I love that. So yeah, talking about this, the the big event coming up in Nottingham, 400 players, and we're going to talk about a bitter rivalry between one of our hosts. You got to stay tuned for that, and a player out there in the world. I don't even know if they know each other. I don't even know Probably if he knows not. that. I don't even know <laughs> if this guy exists. I don't even, I don't know if this guy is aware of this other person's. But it's time for the shout-outs. Time for the gauntlet to be thrown for we will crown a victor at the end of this season. Three weeks away from the end of the season. And you can expect one show, only one show, per episode for the next three weeks. We're going to be exclusively covering and deep diving the Nottingham into the UK uh, TC circuit, into the ITC season in the UK. We've had a bumper freaking season. Uprising in South Australia next weekend, the end of the Australian circuit, and then the Granddaddy Mall LVO 10, the 10th LVO will be crowning off and ending the ITC season. LVO before we begin X. Anew. Before we begin anew, everyone make the X at home you have to do it yeah. we'll know if we'll know if you don't do it just do it we'll know we'll know <laughs> not if you're driving uh do oh that. yeah okay yes, especially if you're not there we go no it's look i cannot wait for lvo this year we got so many plans like mostly my plan is to eat around vegas um, I mean, I've got some other stuff to do there. You can tune in. You'll see us doing stuff or whatever. But, you know, when we're not on, on stream in one stream or another, uh got to be some eating involved. Oh, yeah. I need to I need to actually have a meal or two with you, Paul, because I need to see your palate. That's what I'm interested <laughs> in seeing. Oh, dude, my palate is <laughs> is wings, burgers, and tacos. It's not, I mean. Because uh, be like, you have, like, that, that. that is your main palate, though. You'll know the good wings, burgers, and tacos. This and is I true. I love wings, burgers, and tacos, okay? Yeah. So. This is true. We will only be the best of all of those things. Yes, exactly. That's what we want. That's what we're gunning for here. 
Uh, yeah, and thanks a lot to everybody hanging out in the chat. If you are listening to this after the fact for the first time, we do this live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We have an amazing chat community uh, that helps us out, you know, tells us when we're wrong, uh, helps them fill in some information about the event. Sometimes you get players from the event. Sometimes you get some folks in contention for the, some of the top spots in the ITC in the, the chat with us. But it's always a great crowd. Consider joining us live if you possibly can working in your schedule. If not, we certainly appreciate you listening after the fact. Yeah, looking forward to it. So Nottingham, what I mentioned, uh, of course, the home of many Warhammer players and Warhammer World itself. And it's you know, just a quick aside is, you know, when you're going and you're in the UK, maybe for the first time, you're thinking, how on earth do I get up to Warhammer World? It's pretty simple. You take a train out of King's Crossing, uh, go to Nottingham, you go directly there, get off, and it's a five-minute train ride, or five-minute uh, Uber ride, taxi ride from the train station. Is there like a, What's the mile a, distance between them? Uh, uh, oh, Nottingham and London? Yes, seven. It's, no, it's a two-hour train. It's like just like two hundred miles. What? Eight? Just seven miles? <laughs> what? Eight miles? <laughs> two hundred and four <laughs> miles. Two hundred and four. Okay. Um, is there like a platform nine and three quarters, like uh, for for getting to Warhammer World? You know, is there like a is there like a Warhammer World Express, a la the, the Hogwarts Express? That's how you actually get from uh, the play area, the main play area, to Bugman's Bars. You have to run through a uh, doorway. Yeah. So it's like platform twelve, platform platform double six, not platform twelve, platform double six, as a la you know, double six on a on two d six. No, it's, it's platform thirteen. It's the thirteenth great platform. Oh, of course, because you can't, you know, it's the one more than the best thing you get on the dice roll. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> mate, it all makes sense, mate. And when when you get through the barrier, it's a it's a Votan land train that takes you directly to Warhammer World. It's get yourself a, a breakfast bap. Yeah. Breakfast bap. Bap? Yeah. Bap. Is it a, like a, a bim bap? Like a Korean? No. Um, okay. What's a bap then? Shh. You'll, you'll have to you'll figure it out when you get there. I right, guess I'm so. going to have to go there to find out what a bap is. It's <laughs> uh, too much of an aside, but I do like to tell folks because like, like you can, if you can get out, spend four hours outside of your vacation or whatever, you can get up there, hang out for a little bit and head, head back, you know? Oh, for sure. So, something to do. It's All right. Cool. Let's talk about the event itself. We mentioned 400 players 391 players using the nephilim packet uh, no balance slate or points adopted i guess uh you know again it's one of those things where that stuff is kind of just uh too early too new right now probably didn't mm. want to disrupt the folks they had coming for this uh which i believe is a season ender for them it is and also technically the new packet and well the new gt packet is released the day of the event so it was really hard mm. to adopt that they could have made an argument i suppose that they could have adopted the points or the balanced data slate should be what their constituents what the customers of that to see, that event would have wanted to see out the the event season as they've played it you know yeah that, that's what i was going to say too i feel like this is something you got to remember at the end of the season this is one of the few and only times i'm actually okay with uh even if things are that just came out you're not using them i'm okay with that because it's the end of the season and i feel like you should end it with what you were just playing anyway instead of playing the last game of that season as the new season if that makes any sense like i don't I, i'm okay with it doing this point because it's just it makes it makes sense you're comfortable with it you want to end this season with the same thing you're used to been playing this whole time right because that's it's like with your, when you're playing hockey they don't change the rules after like during the stanley mm -hmm. cup right but also we're a big proponent on this show of, of giving the people what they want if of course. I, I hope of course. if like if 201 of the 390 people wanted the new, the yes. new points you know they maybe maybe would have done it but yeah 
Yeah. But Zach and the team with UKTC have possibly put together the best 12 months of tournaments I've seen anywhere in the freaking world so far. So this is a capstone to a phenomenal 12 months from Zach and his team at the UKTC. Well done to him. Uh, what else we need to know from this event? Uh, five rounds cut to top four, uh, then two more rounds. So, you know, seven round event looks like they've got a little bit of a kind of people trying to play into those top seeds. It's probably gonna be very difficult with this many players. Mm-hmm. So something interesting to note from the meta of this event. All right. So we have 391 players. How many undefeated are we going to have at the end of five rounds? And then only like four of, of the, tw- uh, someone told me already 12, there could be up to 12 undefeated players at the end of round five. So that means if you are winning, they better be freaking hundreds. If you want to guarantee yeah, you can't make be. it into that top guard, you can't be getting even 85s or 90s. Oh, you have to get like 90 plus to guarantee. So what, what faction And this would be something to unpack when we start picking the winners and that kind of stuff. But like what factions are capable of doing that right now to, to win and get the hundreds Two come to mind for me, Tyranids and Tyranids. Well, really? Sorry, yeah, I was actually questioning Tyranids myself. Well, the thing is, Tyranids can always get the win, right? But uh, actually, that's probably ask Dustin a little bit better than me. Tyranids can always get the win, but can they get the hundreds? That's the other exactly ones I was going to say was Necrons and, of course, the T-Suns and Flamers. They're, T-Suns and Flamers are very good at putting up 100, Ooh. but they don't necessarily affect their opponent's score all that much. Are you intentionally omitting the Adeptus Sortas? They see they had kind of have a capstone. on. They, they, have, they have one secondary that can only score a 12, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. And because of that, and that's one of the very good secondaries, I worry a little bit about sisters um, for, for that exact reason. Somebody just say, okay, one of, your, one of your secondaries can only get a 12. All I do is mess with another one, give you a 12. If that happens two games out of five, you don't make the top cut. Well, like, see, with sisters, I don't think it's, yeah. it's not the secondaries that hurt the sisters. It's primary that can hurt the sisters. They can be denied primary a lot easier than a lot of other factions, I think, because they do a lot of MSU and they're easy to kick off of those objectives. So I feel like their primary mm-hmm. is where they're going to suffer. Like the secondaries, I think uh, you, you're right, but I, they'll, they'll still get you know 30, 35 in that, and then primary they'll still do well with primary, but mm. because they can be denied, it's going to drop their win their win points yeah. down. So what, immediately, what we're talking about here when you when we listed out the format, or and then we listed out the an amount of people that are coming, and then you start doing some math, does that really influence what some players are taking out there? Is it you know and maybe we'll see that as we run down the yeah, factions maybe we and, should look and, at the and factions note, and note some of the players and stuff like that because you know this matters like the the actual like format of the tournament sometimes really matters to affect what you put into your list or what you bring, even bring if you have multiple options. Just to point out before we go into the meta breakdown, the quick and dirties, I have done a bunch of extra here. Of course, I've broken down the Heretic Astartes super faction. So they've been broken down into their subsequent factions. I've also denoted how many of the T-Suns list have flamers in tow. Uh, so apologies if it's really small on the screen for you guys. Screenshot it, take a picture on your phone, maximize it as best you can. But it's all there for your viewing pleasure. Dustin, take it away. Absolutely. So we're looking for quick and dirty stats. The Imperial Superfaction is going to be 16 Sisters of Battle, 20 Custodes, only one Admech, 15 <laughs> Astro Militarum, 10 Grey Knights, and 14 Imperial Knights. Space Marines, there's nine Dark Angels, nine Space Wolves, 10 Blood Angels, two Ultramarines, three Salamanders, two Black Templar, two Raven Guard, two Imperial Fist, three Iron Hands, and a Death Watch. Chaos, there's 22,000 suns, and 16 of them have demons. I like the- uh, That's the lower demons. than I would imagine for yeah. demons. That like, is I actually. Would- that- but I was like, like that was with demons. that's yeah, just that's... six people that couldn't get the flamers. They let <laughs> the other the flamers. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Flamers. Yep, for sure. 
Uh, 11 Death Guard, 20 Demons, and 7 Renegade Knights. The Heretic Astartes was 8 Black Legion, 3 Night Lords, 10 Emperor's Children, 1 Alpha Legion, 3 Red Corsairs, 1 Iron Warriors, 2 Word Bearers, 4 Creations of Bile, and 5 World Eaters. Heroes! Mm. Ooh, I like seeing the World Eaters. Xenos there is 18 Necrons, 17 Orcs, 32 Tau! <laughs> oh my god! God. Uh, someone actually put in the, in the chat a few minutes ago that Tal always wins. Just, you know, all it needs is a little bit of pilot skill. I think that's well, what they said. Uh, I think at least one or two of the 32 people should be pretty good pilots at the very least, right? That, that, that's, that's fair. I mean, fair I'd odds. say. I'd say. And there's also 15 Votan. Hive Mind, there's 29 Tyranids and 10 Jesus are called. All right. Jesus are called right. being represented here. Great GSA numbers. Wow. Okay. Eldari, there's yeah, 10 even Space Wolves. I would like, I think that's the first time we've ever seen that on this show. Uh, Could probably. Be. Could be, Matt. Yeah, probably. There's more, more GSC than a couple of these factions, which is actually kind of crazy, but there's more, there's more <laughs> GSC than Renegade Knights, too. Ten times more than Admech. Ten times more than Admech. <laughs> well, seven I times. just want everyone, everyone, there's one, there's one Admech player. Everybody buy him a drink just because that guy is a, is a soldier. That's a yeah. champion. Absolute champion. And then watch him win the event. Uh, Eltari, there's 10 Drakari, 16 Harlequins, 24 Suriani, and 7 Yanari, which means the faction podium is Heretic Astartes topping it off with 37. Tau, well, Tau is really the top of the, because they're the not yeah. a super faction themselves with 32. Then Tyrion is with 29, Suriani with 24, and then a nice shout out to Thousand Sons with 22. That's uh, a Suriani bringing up there. That's actually surprising. That's, that's, uh, absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, Tau is kind of not that surprising for the no, UK TC. It's no. kind of been bubbling away there the whole time. They've always hit. They, they generally hit the podium in the UK events. Um, with them being kind of number one in this, I put the Heretic Astartes there because I just wanted to denote that they are kind of the most um, without really muddying the waters. Technically, Tau, Tau I think is the most represented faction at this event, and it's it's absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying, boys. As uh, a couple of towers will be unpacking as we go, and they're really, really strong. But some outliers, five world leaders, like you noted. What the hell is with that? Also, um, demons having very strong numbers. Honorable mention to demons, and I think it was custodies. Uh, twenty, twenty, yeah. Yeah, um, I was actually expecting more demons, to be honest. I expected demons to kind of be in the mid to high twenties. But we were trying to get the last of that armor contempt hurrah. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I think when it comes down to it, the chaos we we know more than every other faction in every super faction in the game. The chaos players rob Peter to pay Paul. Every, people who play chaos play chaos, and when push comes to, to to shove at the end of the season, people will play the best thing that they have for that super faction, which I believe is the T Suns Demons um, mix. So yeah, maybe there's quite a few uh, demon players that would be playing them, but have switched over to the T Sun side. Or Chaos Space Marines. Or Chaos Space Marines, yeah. So Chaos players do that. You're exactly right. That is, uh, mm-hmm. that is a common thread between the Chaos. That's, maybe that's why we see some world eaters. They're like, well, you know what? Things are changing. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's run with them. I've Every, had these berserkers for a long time. Looking at the Heretic Astartes, I think just about all the legions are represented here, but Black Legion and Emperor's Children being the two most represented, that is different. That is a drop-off from Creations of Bile. It's usually Emperor's Children, then Creations of Bile, those two swap, and then it's usually Black Legion or Word Bearers in third. Have seeing the drop off, almost a fifty percent drop off, because usually we would for a size of this event we would see around about somewhere between seven and ten creations of bile. They've almost halved, um, and Empress Children picking up the slack. Is that another one where people are just like, I think Empress Children are like one two percent better, so I'm going to take them. 
This is one of those cases that because the creations of Bile uh, obviously got hit in the data slate and Emperor's Children didn't, it might be a point of like, well, I may as well start getting used to the Emperor's Children now because they didn't change as much in terms of gameplay style aside from losing their armor contempt, lost a bit of durability and a couple of points changes too. Because creations of Bile, their gameplay is going to be a little bit different because you can't rely on that fight and death anymore. It's only a 50 50 chance. Mm. So it's, it may as well start getting used to playing because Emperor's Children play very different than Bile, right? And so exactly do the other right. legions. Last one of the kind of well, we're going to unpack many, many, many more of these numbers. But the last one I really wanted to talk to, and we started with it, Asuriani. What the hell is going on there, guys? That's, <laughs> yes, that's, literally, that's literally double, <laughs> almost more than double their usual numbers for this size event. So all the Asuriani players just getting excited, it's like, wait, armor contempt's going away? You mean my negative one Woo! is yeah. just going to rip through Marines again? But I think I was wow. actually trying to do a quick count on how many of armor contempt armies there have. Uh, what have we? Three hundred ninety-one players. 200 and something of armor contempt. I mean, those of Sorani well, don't, don't stand a chance. <laughs> hey, well, it's, it's trouble. They're getting excited. You know? They're getting excited. Well, what have we got? We've got 43, uh, it's got 37 um, Heretic Stardis, 43 Space Marines. We're already up to 80 out of four, uh, you know, 400 odd players, plus add in the sisters. So we're up to 80 plus the sisters. So that's 96. 96 plus the um, Grey Knights, um, 106, and then plus the T-Suns and the Death Guard. Death Guard and, and the Black Legion or whatever this there. Yeah, another 33 onto the, the 106. So what is that? Uh, 142. 142 of the – I mean, it's damn near – it's over. It's over a third. It's still armor contempt oh, out there. And Votan too, but they don't have the three plus save. You know, large, yeah, so large than, but, yeah. Well, you, yeah. look at look at the top two uh, podiums above a Suriani. You know what a Suriani is actually pretty good at fighting. Dude, well well pointed out. They're they're not too bad into the nids, and they're not too bad into the tail, are they? Right? They are not. Mm. <laughs> of of their of the things that are their predators, they freaking hate Emperor's children. They can't oh, yeah. kill the Hermes. <laughs> And then, the, and then, dude, noise marines just make a freaking mess. So what, no matter what unit you've got, either via shooting or via combat, they maul you. And yeah. um, it's it's pretty punishing. But, man, I, I don't hate these numbers. And the fact is that we see a decent amount of Yanari and good numbers on Harlequins as well. Mm-hmm. So the Harlequin, 16 Harlequin players are actually quite a lot. One of them being Mike Porter, who we'll talk to about um, when we get to the list breakdown, who's one of the top-rated top players. He literally didn't get the memo. He's like, hey, Mike, light's crap now. And he's like... Eh, never heard no. of you. <laughs> <laughs> wins are still fine. Like they, I'm sorry, but the four up in one was not the reason they were winning games. It was just the reason they were dominating some matchups because yeah. like they, were, it wasn't the reason they were winning though. Hey, we'll see. Right. We'll see. That's that's uh, that's going to be. You got to stay tuned. That's, we're going to. That's my be bold telling you all this like stuff. <laughs> one one last one. The Necron numbers continue to be middling to poor. Poor by their standards of, by the standards of the last six months. Eighteen is not not disrespectful to their player base, like numbers-wise, like being like... Oh, that's pretty good. It's not bad, though, is it? But it's... I mean, you, you expect mid, mid-20s at least, right? I'm actually curious. Do you, do you know offhand how many are still using the Silent King? No idea. Didn't look at it. <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Adam lost interest in that. Look, uh, I started to look at 400 uh, list. You know, and get it's, a lot, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot, I, I seriously... You mean you didn't... At, you don't know the actual... You know what? How many, uh, how many of the Tau have Riptides, Adam? Do, do you want to? Um, How many of the orcs have battle uh, battle wagons? Have you should know this stuff. Legit, Def-cop- I, I, I looked at about fifty lists, and after like I seriously after 
the 18th, 19th, 20th. It's just, you look for archetypes. It's just a matrix. You don't, you don't, you don't even see yep. units anymore. You just like look for, yeah, yeah. It sprinkles on past in binary. Um, I can quickly look that up while we go. No, 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 no. Let's, let's look at the, the faction breakdown. So we, before we ran it, read the faction breakdown, we had some theories about what we might see there, what players might shift towards. Does that faction breakdown, you know, is it counter to that? Because I, I think we, it, the players may not be thinking the same thing that we are. At least or they, a disproportionate amount of the players don't seem to be gearing towards one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we put a mandate on this, like saying, like you know, this is an event where you need to maximize your score. Yeah, so every I, every game, your first five games has to be hundreds. You got to score five hundred points. It's if the you, only way to guarantee the top cut is to just five hundreds, right? Yeah, which is interesting because you're talking about Tyrion as being one of them. I never thought Tau was one of them too, because Tau needs to be like, well, okay, Tau, Tau, and, Tau, and, Tau, Tau and Tyrion is both. They're both armies that they can do it, but they have to crush you. And they can, but they're both they factions can. that really that get wins. They they yes, you can absolutely. get wins on everybody. But you're absolutely. right; they don't. They are not known for smacking up a hundreds. Like they are mm-hmm. not known for just rocking up a hundreds. Whereas, like I said, Necrons absolutely are. Hell, actually, um, Heretic Astartes aren't known for putting up a hundreds either. And that's technically the top one of the top factions in attendance. Um, they don't put up a hundreds reliably. Their secondary game isn't amazing. Their primary is very actually. Good. You know, you know who is actually not bad at putting up a hundreds if, if everything goes right is the Suryani. I was going to say the Eldari might be where it is. Harlequins and Assyriani are both fantastic yeah. 100 getters. When yeah, things maybe, are going well. Maybe that's it. Because everything yeah. you just described, the Tau and the Tyranids, you know, they make pretty decent work of mm-hmm. anything Marine Armor equivalent. And yep. if the Assyriani happen to d- dodge a little bit of that just with a with a bit of, fo- bit of fortune, then that round two and three could be defining for them. And even if they have kind of a roughish, let's say an 85-point win in, in round one, they could be off of the Perhaps. races in, mm. in two through five. I see what you did there, Paul, with a little bit of fortune. That was good. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk about that I forgot to talk about before, the, the night numbers are really down. For this level of event, there's total of there's a total of 21 knights across both. Approaches. That's actually interesting too, because I always thought that imperial knights were one of those hundred getters for sure. Me too, and I thought they're really. I always, I, I, really? I've always thought they were good on UK TC tables, but mm. is, are they going away because they've got two of their major predators in the environment? Yes, that being, they have to. Emperor, that being Heretic Astartes, Empress Children, or Creations of Bile. Take your pick. They both counter knights extremely well, and Tau annihilate them from the and side of the world. And Votan. True, yeah, true. Votan on the rise as well. That's another great point. Yeah. Interesting. I guess let's let's talk a little bit about some of the lists we're going to see there. And uh, you know, we got a great one to talk about first thing. Number one player in the UK. And the world, mate. Uh, Vic, oh, and the Vigil. world. And he's the number world. one in the world. Number one, number one in the UK as well. Uh, he's playing Thousand Sullens, Cult of Duplicity, and Zinch Demons. This will not be an unfamiliar list to you all. And because we're only covering one uh, event, I've taken some liberties of putting out, pulling out some other little bits of interesting uh, facts and nuance about it. So expect to see like weapon, Harlequin troops will have their weapons listed to them. You know, the weapons that are on Crisis suits will be listed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So jumping down, more data. More have, data. Exactly. Well, we're going to deep dive. We're going to deep dive, boys. Uh, we've got a battalion, Araman, Exalted Source, Infernal Master. Nothing, no surprises there. Six units of five rubrics, each with a Sol Reaper cannon and an icon. Ten Scarab Occult Terminators with full guns, which is actually different mm. to have seen in a couple of different iterations, and a single Rhino making up the T-Sun's portion. We go into a Vanguard Detachment, which has a Change Caster, 
two units of five flamers and a unit of three flamers. And that is pretty close to the prototype, with the exception of him, him paying for all the guns, which is very interesting, because we've seen people skew that for more stuff. You would get a second Rhino. You would get a second Rhino, a couple of solo spawn, yeah. or Zangor Enlightened for the points he's paying for the guns. Why do you think the guns are so important to how Vic plays this? That's a good question. I also want to say that uh, you know I had the pleasure of speaking with Vic before and you know and seeing online that kind of stuff. He's like a, a great dude as well. So this is going to be a pleasure to play mm. against. Uh, you know, even if the army is uh, brutal uh, <laughs> on the table, you know, from what we can we can tell. Uh, that's a it is a great question. Like, what? Are, I assume you're talking about like the the big soul reaper cannons and, and that kind of stuff. He's got he's paid for he's paid for six or seven eight soul reaper cannons. Um, yeah. And then he's paid for two um, Hellfire missile racks. Missile racks, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming the Soul Reapers are there because he knows Heretic Style is going to be here there and everywhere. He wants to be able to pick up Noise Marines. He wants to be able to smash Creations of Bile before they close distance mm -hmm, on him. Mm -hmm. So things of that ilk is what I assume. And also, I cheekily think he's tooled for the mirror match. Cheekily. Uh, I was actually going to go lean to that. Is that when you're shooting mm -hmm. things that are really good at your Overwatch, you know, like tearing you up, you want to have some credible threat. I mean, let's also think about things like, you know, the demon, the bloodthirster is a big deal. Like you might be able to power him down, get a few wounds off in the psychic phase. You want to also get some wounds in the shooting phase. You may never even have to charge into that thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, if you're putting all the weapons on them, he obviously wants them to be a credible threat, not just a, a block that they have, that they have to remove. That's obsec mm. and stealing stuff away from you. He wants them to be a credible threat. Now, you know, two soul reapers and some hellfire missile racks aren't exactly like, oh my god, I gotta stay away from that. But it's also these are here. I may as well shoot with them too and be like do yeah. damage with them, right? It makes yeah. sense. I I greatly prefer this style with the six units of rubrics than mm -hmm. having the three units of rubrics and then more scarab occults. I don't think the scarab occults have been the way to go for a while. I think one is mandatory in a primary yes. T Suns list, but seeing people take try and take twenty or more and still have the flamers just leaves just just makes me feel like you haven't got enough board to to is really there, push the primary. Is there enough here to really be all over the board and scoring all the the points? I mean. There's enough to be where you need to be to score the points, and you have the mobility because your duplicity to put something in a random spot. Like you can't, you force your opponent to not be able to just focus one flank. They have to spread out enough. Otherwise, you're like, okay, well now I'm over here, so deal with me there. Deal with me here now. Yeah, I'll also point out that I didn't write this down, but the rubrics either have the double move power or they have doom bolt. Which I love them. I love them having Doom Bolt, mm. especially the ones that get out of the Rhino, because then they pop around a corner. You can have two of them in there. One of them comes out one turn, pops around a corner, Doom Bolts. Um, you know, then with all all the guns and the Soul Reaper, you've got a great chance of clearing just about any other objective holding unit off an objective and taking it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the double move ones are just for like grabbing a table quarter, pulling a banner down, denying a bit of primary here, there, and everywhere. Um, I think getting the most of your rubrics is the key to this build. The flamers are just going to do what they do. The the, the scarab occults are just going to do what they do. It's maximizing the efficiencies that you get from your rubrics will really get you the hundreds. I think. Yep. No. Absolutely. You're, you you nailed that for sure. And obviously, these flamers are still. They're still jacked. Jacked. Jacked is all jacked. Just, just jacked. Stupid. <laughs> It's like he's got a lot of good secondary options going into the field, printing in plenty of other psychic armies mm. that he'll be fighting against. Uh, so the the Wrath of Magnus is online. Well, mm -hmm. he's he's also maximized the absolute crap out of his cabal points. Like so, yep. <laughs> six just from the rubrics plus the scarabs, um, plus you know armor and exalted. He's, he's going to be able to to force through an undeniable secondary 
you know, mm-hmm. um, warp ritual or psychic uh, interrogation every turn without without issue, and still jack up his extra mortals, jack up his extra ranges and things. So I think this is a great list. Let's hit the next one, which is. Well, before that, t- I like what you just said about the Rhino too, about being able to you know give him a little bit of deployment options, a little bit extra mobility yeah. options. The army is really great. I mean, most iterations of the Thousand Suns are really great mid-range armies. Uh, he's got, and I was kind of worried about with the spawn not being there, uh, a little bit of table presence gone, a little bit of that reach out and touch someone with the speed, uh, you know, outside of teleportation, not there. Uh, but you, you know, being able to put two units in that in that rhino and then get somewhere and then do you know, like two burst types of things, it's going to be really powerful. Yep, I totally agree. All right, let's hit a transition for the second or third time this season. Uh, we are doing David Gaylar's list because he's the next top guy ranked. And for the second or third time this season, it's exactly the same shit that Vic took. (laughs) So literally, I don't know how many times this has happened, but point for point, it's the same as Vic's. It's almost like they're on the same team or something. Is literally all I've got here. So moving on, Dave is going to do phenomenally well. (laughs) And is a lovely gen as well. I keep saying this, New Zealand's best export. There's, it was far as like a, teams and whatever using similar list that happens in other games like magic all the time it's like where a group of very talented folks workshop is something they know mm-hmm. will or theorize will perform incredibly well in the meta and they either all take it or they take what beats it because they know they're going to be playing each other in the, in the last is, round is it the last three or the last four lvos the same thing has happened a dominant group of individuals has come together pressure cooked a list they've all taken it and it's just it's just clobbered its way to the victory it's, it's one right. way to do it castell and to see both of them doing really well <laughs> yep castell and guard double speed inari broviathan all these things maybe these boys are onto it and we're gonna have the dice down flamer t flamer or something one of the things and you can hear this on you know it's not quite the scope of our our podcast but but other shows can certainly cover this type of thing about how to actually play test like how do you figure out what the best thing to do is and how do you effectively test to figure out if it is to determine that it is the best thing you know there's you can we we talk a lot about borrowing army list out there and that's perfectly fine too but sometimes Mm -hmm. There's brewers out there, and people oh, want to yeah. feel like they're they're doing something a little bit different. And yep. there's codes out there to be cracked. All right, let's hit the next one, boys. Uh, we have Mr. Mike Porter himself, currently ranked seventh in the world, third in the UK. Harlequins, a light sadith. This man has barely changed a thing in a year of playing this faction. He's got a battalion, Shadowseer, Troopmaster, six units of five troop. They've each got two Neurosa Disruptors and two weapons, sometimes a caress, kiss, embrace, whatever. Two jest jester, Death Jesters, one with uh, the Lord Crystal upgrade, and, or Crystal Bones, and the other one with uh, the Rift Ghoul upgrade. So two DJs, which is one more than usually you see. Sometimes you don't see any. Uh, a single Solitaire, five Star Weavers, and then we jump into his Patrol Detachment, of course, second Troop Master, two units of five troop, equipped exactly the same, and two more Star Weavers for a total of five boats, five characters no six characters and uh eight units of five clowns so, so let me lot. let me get this straight no fusion i don't believe there is any fusion really wow. let me let me let me double check i may have got it wrong and i just uh, didn't write that down because now that you say that so that's that'd be very that's, shocking it's, to me it's, it's it's point it's poignant now that you say that yeah <laughs> doesn't need the quick math and he found out this list gonna, is 80 points short wait a minute so <laughs> i was gonna write down some stuff i didn't say i was gonna write down all the stuff i would we're, assume we're deep diving I I was gonna be most right. of every list <laughs> yeah. most of every list yeah <laughs> anything fusion now nah, forget that uh, 
Or in Silent King. It's we just assumed that, that it's there. He doesn't need to write it down. 100%. I, you got to assume they're there, right? Yeah. I would, I would I assume should. so. Uh, that would be very sh- I'd be interested if it wasn't. I'd, I'd have questions, too. But I'm we have, we have fun on this show. I want to point that out. I also want to say what's up to everybody in the chat. Uh, you know, basically say what's up also. Nurgle, Matt, Captain Andrew, Alex Chavilla, Nicky Williams, uh, Tim the Sorcerers. Uh, I think fans of the folks we were just talking about. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> seeing some, uh, some new names in the chat, too. Uh, so keep coming. What are y'all up to this evening while we're all hanging out? Well, I was stalling so Adam could find the fusions. Two well. fusion pistols. And it's, Nailed yeah! it. <laughs> yes. Of course they were there. I assumed they were there. But as soon as you said it, I'm like, really stupid you didn't write that down, Adam. You wrote everything else down. So yeah, two fusion pistols. <laughs> Just making sure. We assumed, but now we've confirmed. We're, we're, we're good. Yeah, we're good. You, you have to make me do it now. All right. Seven so, in the world is not not taking fusion pistols. I know, I know. He hasn't got this far without not taking with not taking fusion pistols. Um, how do we feel about this list? And is this good into the meta? Uh, yes. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Just hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was to do mortal wounds and fusion pistols and speed and durability and obsec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. And and, and possibly and. and literally in the top three if not top three top five best secondary games in the game oh so, yeah really yeah. phenomenal at getting 100 points and it doesn't even need to kill you it can kill you it's yep. just, if it doesn't need to you'll just be like okay cool i'll just score 100 and, and do my thing very like necrons would let's break um, this down a little bit so it was you mentioned the two relics on the death jesters one why two death jesters and what are those relics doing <clears throat> uh one of them i believe is the turning off Turning off Obsec or Obsec Overwatch, and then he's got to have the Mortal Wound run, right? That's just my assumption. I, again, I'm just assuming. I don't know for sure because Lord Crystal does not sound like the Mortal Wound one or the Obsec. Or the uh, Lord Overwatch Crystal one. is each each time this model shoots, if any hits are scored, unless the target is vehicle or monster until the start of next turn, subtract two from the move, and they can't Overwatch or set to defend. It's so it's 100 anti anti flame attack. Yeah. Rift Ghoul. Each time this unit makes an attack, the attack does not the attacker does not receive the benefits of cover on a modified root of four plus. Um, inflict one mortal wound in addition to any. Oh, normal so it is the mortal wound in Overwatch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep, it is. There you go. Hundred percent. I know what I'm talking about. I just don't know what they're called. Yeah. yeah. Dustin's Man. in Mike's kitchen. He's like, I got this whole thing figured out. Uh, it's uh, it's really, really, really good. Th- that combination is fantastic. Um, the stopping Overwatch is just mandatory for for Harlequins into the Flamer meta. Um, if they don't have it, that matchup just becomes so much worse. Because essentially, as soon as any unit in your army that isn't a transport touches Flamers, they go away. But if you get Overwatched, you go away. So it's it's really prohibitive. Yeah, for sure. Um, even I if you charge actually, them with, with a transport, they'll kill the transport. Like there's yeah, no just like absorbing it with something. They absolutely you, you, will. They'll do six wounds to a like a thing with four up involved. I don't care because they'll still be wounding yeah. it on fours. Dude, you, you <laughs> just have to play the unless you can turn off Overwatch. You have to play the flame yeah. attacks. Like play the piper. Uh, yeah, I think actually Death Jester with the uh, ignore Overwatch is essential in this meta right now, and Mike knows it. He knows it. He yeah. he he knows that at least two players are going to be playing Thousand Sons that he's going to run into if he wants to win this event. Literally, the two guys above him in the rankings. Exactly. Like this Death Jester, just for you two. Here yeah. it goes. <laughs> here it yeah. is. There's your respect right here. <laughs> yeah. Some folks did tell us what they're doing this evening. We got uh, was it the Primo Carrot and Inscope painting some Votan. Nice. Uh, getting that hot. Again, those hobby lags. We're going to see. We saw 14 Votan in this tournament here, and that's uh, yeah, out of out of 391 players. Yeah, maybe that's a lot. Maybe it's not. But you know, as the weeks go by, I think that number is going to continue to increase. You're painting some percentage because they they drop them points, man. They drop ten points a model. 
Paint some Thunderkin. Put those on the table. Yeah, they are sleepers at the moment. If yeah. only the model was released, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, oh, what's next? next? What do we got? So, yeah, next up we have Mr. Ed Watts. He's ranked 10th in the UK. He's playing Yinari Eldari Goodness. He's got a battalion, an Orktark, a Farseer, and the Yinkan. Two by five Rangers, because that's a good secondary. Two units of 10 troop. Two caresses, two embraces, four kisses on each squad. Probably some fusion pistols. <laughs> two by five <laughs> Howling Banshees. <laughs> Five striking scorpions, a warlock skyrunner, three shining spears, two by three D cannon support batteries, and he's taking an auxiliary detachment with Karandras, not Baharoth. Karandras. Wow. Wow. So Karandras is the, a truck, though. He is, and he has the infiltrate, so like he's going to be in the middle of the board in a nice, cozy place. Like, here, you come near me, I will pick you up. He's protecting those rangers and then eventually the spot for the D cannons, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe. Two by three D cannons in, in Yanari. Usually you'd see that in uh, Ulthway because they, they, the, they get the plus one to hit, right? Interesting to see them in Yanari too. Like, there's some like, out of line of sight. Then tank I, believe that, <laughs> I believe they're necessary because there are matchups yeah. where you just can't be in the open as yep. Eldari. And when you want to play a passive turn one or turn two, that gives you the insurance that you still get some stuff done and clear off middle objectives, denying people getting 12s by holding three objectives and lets you have a little bit more tempo in the game. Because as, as I sit right now, this 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 thing has no gun. This is a this is a, a, a Yanari list that has pretty much no gun outside Shining Spears, pretty much everything else. Just kind let's, of has to, let's, has to, has to hit you. explain what you mean by that term as far as uh, has no gun. Well, so it doesn't have the ability to stay in this deployment zone and clear the midboard. So in a lot of matchups, you know, a guard is going to do this to people as well, where you want to either push him, push on him immediately, or cut ankles while sweeping along your deployment zone. Just get an angle here. The guard, tanks can't adjust to get you. Kill a thing. Stay safe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You want to tempo out the game. If you don't have gun. You can't clear the middle, and if they just mob the middle, either you're forced to push out your squishies, howling banshee, striking scorpions, you know, um, uber killy, but quite uh, not, not very. Uh, T three with a terrible armor set. It's all T three. This everything, everything offensive apart from the shining spears is T three, and even then they're only T four. And so if you have to push the middle, especially if you're not in you know in terrain when you push the middle, you're just going to get eaten alive. And so you need the ability to stay in your deployment zone and have some tempo in the game be able to take a turn or two off to make your opponent make some decisions especially if you're playing for the bottom of turn if you've got turn two and you're like well i just need to stop them getting 12s because i expect to just rack up um psychic ritual by jumping out boosting back with my um farcia sky so my skyrunner or my my warlock and i'm going to stay put up two or three banners and then go push for the 12 at the end of the game win by five points you know that kind of thing without the d cannons you can't do that you have no way to clear them off the middle objective. You have to go and play the trade game. And sometimes it's not what you want to do. You also mentioned well? the, Ranger, the Rangers. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah, thank you. The Rangers there. Uh, we, we've seen them be, find their way into more and more Eldari list uh, of, of any kind, Asarani list of any kind, because uh, one, sniper rifles, relevant, incredibly relevant. Mm -hmm. uh, probably going to be even continue to be more relevant as time goes on. People take characters, but also the hidden path, secondary. Uh, they complete the the secondary faster than the other units in your army, you know, hoping to get probably a point advantage. That's why I like Karanders. They're going to be up there. You get a lot of squishy things up there, but people are a lot less uh, likely to charge into your lines when you have a Phoenix Lord there. 
Yeah, exactly right. And I, I was just looking at Karandras, so 150 points. Um, it's, it's got a two-plus two save, a couple of little shuriken shots, but the melee is where it's at. Six attacks with exploding sixes and, and doing mortals as well. Or you can go to 12 attacks at um, neg, sorry, at strength six and neg two, one damage. Um, really good all-rounder. I, th- I mean, you can't say Baharoth isn't better, but he might he just might not have had the points to go up to Baharoth. Because I think he's a couple more. I think he's... I, Baharoth, what, is he 10 points more? He's only 10 points more. That's right. He's only 10 points more. So that means he's got a plan. That means he's got a reason why. And I believe it's probably the mortal wounds is the reason why. Because Karandras do, does do the mortals. Karandras the mortal wounds charge... at the, the infiltrate. Because, because of the infiltrate, right? That's a big thing for him. Because he's a Phoenix Lord, so you can't one-phase him. Exactly right. So he's the thing you can, in, in the Votan matchup especially, he's the guy who just goes, I'm on a middle objective. What are you going to do? You're one phase army. You got to charge Zerkus. You got to charge bikes into me, which is a bad trade. Like if you don't kill me, you know, heaven forbid, this is a bad trade. Also, <laughs> make, it makes the Scorps opsec as well, which is cute. It's always nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like this list quite a bit. I, I think it's good. I think it's very good for a grindy melee trading war. The sheer, the sheer amount of Tau makes me scared for all dead. And he's uh, and he's Yanari. You know what? Karandris is going to pick up a Riptide on turn one one game, and it's going <laughs> to be fine. It's going to be all okay. What worries me is that the could bombers, happen. man. That could the happen. Bombers, the freaking tower bombers is like uh, is is terrifying to this army. Um, and that's that's the that's but the matchup that gives me realistically though they're very terrifying to lots of armies. It's true. That's, yeah, yeah. And if you're metering to just not take something that doesn't get crapped on by. Sun sharks. You tell me what that is. Somebody it, tell yeah. me. Phone me. Six months. I've got no idea what that is. And, and this list actually does decently well against the sun sharks. I mean, you have to kind of go first. Like we saw mm. uh, yep. James Kelling. You know, he. I mean, he did have a a learning game against Andrew Gagno, uh, and and did not do very well in that. But he came he came out strong in his second two games. Uh, largely on the back of him being able to kind of mitigate and deal. Well, going first helped. I mean, I'm not saying the, the game's not really a go first or second type game, you know, right now all the time. Uh, but he had the tools in it, and there were some there were some similar things in this list to that list. So it, I think it can hold its own against that with a with a little bit, you know, good luck. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to the last of the list we're breaking down. Then we've got a spicy head-to-head. There has been one very spicy matchup because the, the round one of this event has been paired. So stay tuned with that for that one. This next one, I'm going to I'm gonna crack my knuckles, crack my neck. Let me tell you a story. Let's build some... Let's build we some mentioned hype. the rival. Do we want... No, let's, oh. let's, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors and then we'll oh. come back and explain this bitter, bitter rivalry. Bitter I gotta rivalry. Find, i got to find a gauntlet to throw. I'll be right back. <laughs> Where is it? At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. 
Every Mac comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back, and we have our bitter rivalries and gauntlets ready to go to support Adam Camilleri in his international struggle uh, to become best Dark Angel in the world. That's right. This is a call-out. This is a shout-out. Gentlemen. Is, There's uh, is, Throne. Throne. The last one. Whoa. I, I chipped something on the floor. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Everyone sit down. Let me tell you a tale. It's a tale of the unforgiven. All year. I've been jostling for number one Dark Angels with this gentleman, Jay. I think his name, I think his surname is uh, Seabron or Seabom. I don't know. Uh, but he's been, me and him have been trading number one Dark Angels all season. It's been me and him at one, one and two all the way. I'm not playing in, in LVO. And right now, I'm not, I don't think Jay is playing in LVO either. He might be, and I don't know. If he is, this is a moot point. I'm playing Uprising with Dark Angels for the, to cap the end of the season. That's my last event. If this is his last event, he, this is his capstone as well. I'm number one over him by about 30 points. He's playing in a 400-player five-round event. He could play seven rounds. I'm playing in a 250-player eight-round event, and I'll be playing all eight rounds. So the numbers for the figures, they're going to end up being around about the same. I've got more potential rounds I could play. He's got more numbers at his event. So... It's how well he does at this versus how well I do at mine. And here's the gauntlet. You're going down, Jay. You got nothing. That's it. Throw those gauntlets down, boys. You both had gauntlets. Place them gently. They're, they're, they're thrown. I threw it. In a, threw it down. In a, do it again. That's fine. Gauntlets. I don't even know if Jay knows I exist. I don't even know if he tracks the ITC or pays attention to the rankings. I have no context for any of this smack I'm talking. Living his best life with no idea no idea this. no cares right, in the world that's right doesn't like, go get uh, go get uh, first place dark angels there's nobody that can compete with me well see he's yeah. he's also like i think he's first or, or almost first in gray knights and i was secretly being like go for gray knights jay go for gray knights and <laughs> but uh, yeah or because because i'm playing with new rules and he's playing with old rules i don't know if this is going to be as valid as i wanted it to be because i wanted this kind of oof because this is this is my own personal narrative in this last 12 months so i want you guys to get hype about it too follow jay see how he's doing throw some smack at me about being mate jay's undefeated adam it's it's a day two ah you're going down he's gonna sink your battleship all that kind of crap lay it on me and then i'll do the same to him if you know him when i'm playing an uprising uh next weekend so Mwah. Should be a cherry ripe little little spice to your end. Nice. Let's now let's let's tear his stuff apart. Tear let's tear his stuff apart. <laughs> of course, he's playing Dark Angels. Uh, he's got a battalion, Azriel, Primarch Chappie on a black with the Mace of Redemption, and I'm about to tell you why that is a great meta choice. He's got a Primarch Tech Marine, which is Master of the Forge, two uh, by five infiltrators with five assault intercessors as well, a unit of five and a unit of four Black Knights. Come on, Jay, where's your where's your where's your one unit of ten, brother? Get it together. Um, a single Ravenwing Apothecary with the Armor Indomitus, which is a nice, cute little pick with uh, Armor Tempster being in play here. Two Redemption to dreadnoughts two land speed of vengeances and a single dark talon this is a cute little package a lot more is really pushing into the mechanized side of things uh whilst i think having the black knights as the swing um you know 
Infiltrators go up. Black Knights support them. Should they get in over their heads? Last wave, the Redemptors go in while the uh, Dark Talon makes a, makes a mess of your back Do you lines. think that that's why they're, the Black Knights are split up is so they can have this kind of V well, formation? He, he can't. Obviously, either he couldn't find the points for the 10th one because then you just take one, you got a 10 combat squad him when you want the two fives, mm. um, which is what I've, what I've been doing in the games I've played with him. Um, but it looks like he wanted the points to, I think, probably just try and squeeze the Dark Talon in. The Dark Talon mm-hmm. offers a hell of a lot of utility in this game. The Stasis Bomb um, is really good for, say, you're playing against the Town matchup and they've got a unit of Kroot out front. Um, drop the Stasis Bomb on them, deal D3 mortals, and then they can't fall back. 0%, they're not allowed to fall back. No Desperate Breakout, no nothing. And then you just try and pin as many units off it as you can. Two units of five, black, two, a four and a five Black Knights, just one guy attacks from each squad. You don't kill it all, pile in, can't fall back, go and pressure their back line with your bikes. Really pretty nice. Uh, also, the Mortal Wound Dump is always, always good in this meta. Um, he's, got a re- he's got a lot of really high rend. He's got like rend four, rend three on just about everything. I have not been a fan of Redemptor Dreadnoughts in this meta they have underperformed for me consistently this meta so i'm really interested to see how he does with them like the neg one and stuff i mean it's it's the fact that they don't do any damage for you know near 200 points um because you take you take you take the rend four gun but that rend four gun like i've had games where it hasn't shot more than three shots per per turn and so I took three of them, and I've had games where they total less than 10 shots between all three guns. Yeah. And you've just been like, why am I paying 600 points of my army for, for this? Um, and then all the little guns don't do what they used to in the Armbrick Attempt meta, because they're all Rend 1, Rend you know, rend 2 in Tactical or Dev Stock, and they never get better than Rend 2 on those guns. So if you're sitting in cover, they don't care. Are you taking a Tech Marine, though, to I mean, basically help them be immortal? Yes, I was taking a tech marine a lot of the time, just to give, give one plus one to hit. Um, then they, one of them turns on real ones to wound, and they all buff each other. Interesting to see he hasn't taken the single talent master as well. The one talent master with Arbiter's Gaze, and then um, use either via CP or via Azriel's Waller Trait, keep him in Devastator Doctrine for three turns of the game, and then ignores cover, always hits on twos. Really good swing piece. Uh, gets a lot of work done for clearing chaff. Um, but I'm, I, I want to tell you about the, the the chaplain on bike. You notice the, you notice the 37 the 37 Heretic Astartes at this event. That mm-hmm. Mace of Redemption on a four plus t- is, is a power fist. Straight up is a power fist already. Strength times two, minus three, two damage. On a four to wound, four plus to wound, you deal two mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends to any Heretic Astartes unit. So that guy will go in there and with the right buffs, if he gets off all his canticles and whatnot, can easily go in and maul a giant Terminator unit, a Heretic Stardust Terminator unit. Because um, you go in, you hit on twos or you hit on fours. You probably don't do it if you're going to hit on fours. You just go clean up little little squads here and there of other stuff, things like Possessed, things like um, Empress Children, you know, uh, word various little little things here and there. He becomes a big problem to try and take care of. And he can just bounce around by himself to CP after he's attacked, shooting back into into your lines and keep him safe. And he just goes in there with like some six, seven attacks, depending on the litanies. Hitting on twos could be re-rolling. Wounding on twos could strength eight. And then every four is two mortal wounds and just, just cutting down squads here, there, and everywhere. Um, is it still minus of, one to hit or is it... Uh, nope, no minus one to hit. Okay. Just hits, it just hits on twos. Uh, really, really good unit for the, his meta. And I think that's one of my... That's the, the thing I love the most about his list. Um, but he's still going to... Nah, nah. 
Um, I do like the vengeances in his meta though. He's got a lot of there's, there are a lot of units in his meta. The Tau <laughs> units with the big crisis suits. Um, there are a lot of what I'm what I'm getting at here is a lot of blastable units where your two land speed avengers are just going to have six shots each rather than two d three. I think they're a good meta pick for where he's at. Might be why he's gone. He, he's seeing a value of the redemptors as well because they're just going to get six shots each against the terminator big terminator bricks against the big tower units etc etc. So maybe he's onto it. Oh, very cool. I can't wait to see how this uh, this plays out. One, because, you know, we want to see this faction do pretty well, hang out in there. We also want to see him not do... Do we Do we want to see him not do that well? What do we... I'm, I'm <laughs> I, Adam I, I want, no, Adam I do. I want to see him do really well. I don't want to make, of the, course. to make the top cut. Don't make the top cut, Jay. <laughs> okay? You you can go 5-0. and oh, Don't make the top cut. Because if you make the top cut, I think I'm screwed. I think I, there's no chance. I have to win Uprising, I think, to get my this, spot back. We're actually big softies. We want everyone to do well. We want all That's these players right. of every tournament we ever talk about to all come home as champions. That's exactly. Honestly, I ain't throwing any shade at Jay. He's put together a phenomenal season. If he beats me, it's because he deserves it. I'm throwing some smack to build some hype, baby. Oh, of course. All, all in good humor. Uh, I think you, you was talking about list composition, though. Um with that two units there are black knights uh, i mean look he's got the points they're in there they're in there um the the 10th one i guess uh what would you change to put that 10th in there i guess we mentioned that the you, you've kind of opted to not go with the redemptor dreadnoughts mm-hmm. and he's even further invested into the redemptor dreadnoughts with the primaris tech marine or what what else does the does the tech marine add to a dark angel list that maybe i'm not seeing other than maybe protecting those redemptors um, so the tech marine, so the tech marine is actually a fatty two plus saved. He's really hard to kill. So he can just sit on your backfield with a bunch of little guns. Like he's got, he's got his flame and he's got his melter gun. He's got his super bolter. If he's, oh, sorry, he's the primary. He's got his super bolter. He's not bad in combat either. And he can just sit on your back line with a two, with a one plus in cover with armor contempt and just be really frustrating to try and kill. And then, you know, but so what I do when I take him is I usually take him with land speeders and maybe one or two dreads. And he sticks with the dreads and the dreads sit in my backfield. Oh, and the two land speeder vengeances are you know, in addition to what the... Exactly right. With the so they go they go out and get angles and get shots and then they scoot back to him and get repaired and then go out again the next turn. And so that's what I usually do. I usually get a rotation going as, as the tech marine sits down, holds a banner or something on my backfield. And I'll just scoot past, get repairs and, and scoot off again um, with, with, it. with whoever needs it. Um so yeah, there is there is a, a, a one other piece of tech that I always take in this list that he's missing, um, and that is the reliquary of the repentant, which takes any invulnerable save that you would have to a five plus. So you know it's best, it's really good on if you have a three plus invulnerable. Doesn't work on demons, unfortunately, but it's a, it allows me to one shot the Silent King with a unit of ten black knights very easily. In fact, I overkill him generally, especially if I do weapons of the dark oh, wow. age. So it allows me to just just push damage into things that would halve my efficiencies. And that's something I always put in my list, but he hasn't gone for it here. And uh, but I, I think he doesn't really have the setup to do it. I usually take a Raven Wing Champ, like seventy points, and I don't care if it dies. Like I'll shoot it out, double move it for a CP, and get a job done. Um, but yeah, this is this is a cool list. It's a bit more mechanized than I, I would have taken into Armor Contempt. But he's got rend for days, man. He's got so much rend on all his guns. I figure that's what he's just trying, just trying to leverage. Let's see that. We're about to highlight a segment here that we have not done before because the pairings for round one have been uh, published and we get to have a little bit of insight on who's actually going to play who in round one. So this is the head-to-head segment we're going to talk about mm. uh, in just a minute. And right after that, we're going to go into our tried and true little palate cleanser at the end of every episode. We call the Flake Rapido. Uh, if you're new here, check it out uh, soon. You don't want to miss it. Hold tight. But before this, let's talk about this. A couple of round one pairings. 
So we have a head-to-head super spicy matchup for you guys. Um, I would like to point out that um, we didn't cover Inez Wilson as part of our top five players in attendance. He is one of the top five in the UK and he is in the top 10 in the world because we didn't want to double dip. So we've got him here and he is an absolute gun. I'm going to hand pass this to Dustin for the list breakdown. Give it to us, brother. For Inez Wilson's nice, juicy Tyranny Kraken list. It is a double patrol with, uh, I'm not saying it, <clears throat> a tyrant with bad logs. <laughs> we just need the setup. The setup. <laughs> almost, almost drills, got him. Three zoanthropes, three venom thropes. Uh, you'd have seven raveners, three biovores, two harpies with heavy venom cannons, and then the second patrol has the flyrant and then three warriors. I'm assuming the three warriors have uh, one venom cannon with bone swords. Yeah, I think one unit got cut off here as well. Um, I'm just looking at the PowerPoint. Uh, there's three t- uh, Tyrant Guard. Three um, Tyrant Guard. I, fig- I figure there's going to be a Tyrant Guard in the summer too. Yeah, there's three Tyrant Guard below <clears> the Warrior. <throat> uh, sorry, got, got cut off in the, in the copy and paste. Yeah, okay. No, it's, it's, like I mean, this is a solid list. It's, it's interesting to see the Harpies in there again. The Biovores are an auto-include. And one big Ravener squad is is good. I, I do like one big Ravener squad. I, I wish there was more because I just like having more than the throw of people, but I get why there's one big one for sure. So do you the, mean the, more Raveners in the squad itself or more no, than I mean, one large Ravener squad? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, more more Ravener squads split up. So like, I want like a couple, multiple five-mans because a five-man squad is mm-hmm. still 25 attacks that, are, that they'll, they'll maul most things that's going to throw them at two. The extra two... I mean, at this point, he probably built the list of the Ravagers who are going to be in there, but then he had, okay, maybe I'll just add two more Ravagers to the squad then. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah, the Harpies are really interesting, mate. We haven't seen Double Harpy, especially Double Harpy not in Leviathan for yeah. a while. What, what do you make of that? The Harpies are still have really good tech piece right now. Like they're, they, they went up in cost, but... They provide such a huge value with uh, both Mortal Wounds bombs. They can be a huge threat just flying into your opponent's deployment zone. Their heavy Venom cannons are still dangerous. They'll get they'll get the Alpha Strike that the Tyranids, no, I'm not going to say lack, but means they don't have to throw away one of their melee threats to do it. So now they're going to put these two flyers in the back zone if they, if they want to and be able to shoot anything they want, take out a huge threat to the rest of their army and not really sacrifice anything that's going to need that they're going to need later on and put spores down to put to block some movement as well. How do you like Harpies into the Tau and T-Suns and Demons matchup? Harpies into the Tau is you want to go first because <laughs> yeah. otherwise yeah. those Harpies Indeed. they're going down. <laughs> they're just going down. But into Demons, they're Really good, really yeah. good, yeah, really good. Um, any any greater demon gets targeted by them. The move block is huge for them. They are just they're incredible in the demon matchup. Uh, I meant the uh, the T sounds demon matchup, but I think that, I think that also the same, same thing, thing. <laughs> exact yeah. same thing because it's uh, it's what's negative three with four damage, right? Like it's yeah, it's fantastic, it's perfect. Effect. All right, uh, he is going head to head with Mr. Adam Lane, another gun from the UK. He's playing Tau Farsight Enclaves. He's got a single patrol detachment, whole list into a patrol. I'm jealous. Um, he's got Farsight and a Cold Star Commander, 10 Crute, 5 Crisis Suits, with each one has a, a burst cannon, a cyclic, and a plasma, and then two shield drones and one marker drone. Then he's got three Crisis Bodyguard, each with the same setup of burst, cyclic, and plasma, four Crute Hounds, two Riptides with ions, big ions, and then double plasma rifles and then two sun sharks this thing has all four of your food groups covered for commanders crisis suits riptides and sun sharks it is fearsome it's it's exactly what talus should be right now like in this in this in this meta you the sun sharks i love the riptides crisis suits it's just it's beautiful 
It's, only it's, argument, only argument I have is to take out. Well, see, the thing is, with in a patrol, you can't get another HQ. So I is, is to take out one Riptide for long strike. That's the only literal thing I could ever argue. But if you if you're playing Farsight, you can't do it anyway. So might as well take two commanders yeah. and enjoy that side of life. Um, and I think I th- and especially if you're not taking Shadow Sun as well. So for the the, the redeploy, which I think he's got on his command his Cold Star commander, regardless. I love this list. I think this is a, uh, just about as good a tailored tower list for this matter as you could get. And considering this, what thirty two of them in attendance if there's 32 of these that's what's gonna pr- uh, I, I can't see many people being able to run that gauntlet that's absolutely ridiculous. i love the crude hounds in there too just a little bit yeah. extra so here's the problem boys with 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 this tower list how do you get 100 points versus it versus it or with oh your secondary you, you pick to versus it versus it it doesn't give up any and it's a it's a dead weight blanket on a lot of your scoring well it's simple you just Build your list to not have to interact with your opponent's list. Don't you play GSD, Adam? Come on. And then it just kills you. Well, that's that's the thing, right? If you, if you don't interact with this, it tables you. So you got to go and stop it. How do you stop it? It doesn't give up. You doesn't give you any points while you're trying to stop it tabling you. How do you get 100 points? I mean, you, it's beatable, right? It's it's very beatable. Um, this tower yeah, list, but for sure. is it is this is this the kind of list that is just no matter what you're playing, can you get 100 points? Is it's, it's a really big question. Mm-hmm. Secondaries matter, yeah. and we've the even doubly so now uh, with because the win, just the abs- getting a sixty-eight to fifty-four, you know, winner against a list is is not good enough to get you into the top cut. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dustin, so we know Kraken, we know Kraken leverages a leverage speed, aggression, and also a lot of spore mines. How well does it, in your mind, does this tower list account for spore mines? It doesn't care about spore mines at all. Tell us why. It's, it's this is big. Well, if it flies, right? So they they don't get move blocked by them. Everything in this list, aside from the crew, which they weren't not gonna run through spores anyway, so they can actually avoid them, go around them, going over them. Interesting enough, I don't know if you know this too, but if you fly over spore mines, they can explode on you still. Yep. Yep. So you guys still gotta be careful about that. But the spore mines are not gonna block them. They're, usually they're used for movement blocking. And how like a list like this, they don't that nope. <laughs> I, I, I keyed into on, on onto the fact that each one of his crisis suits has a burst cannon. Could yep. that be a reason why he slapped a Ooh. burst cannon all of them? Well, because the burst cannons is- are not they're not amazing into the armor contempt meta, which he's still operating in. But there yeah. are enough matchups that they're okay still. But you got to look at the the rest of his list. Those burst cannons are there because he needs something to to clear any kind of chaff. And spore mines do yep. qualify for that. But the I think in this list and any any crisis uh, suit build that has riptides, hammerheads, sunsharks, whatever, you want to have burst and or flamers in them specifically because you need those horde clearing, chaff clearing, whatever you need to, whatever you want to just clear those little diggy things. You have, you have, the, you have the big guns covered. That's fine. Anything big, yeah. it, it's going to die. The crisis suits are perfect to clear these little things, and those burst cannons in this case are perfect thing to kill spore mines with. So avoid it. Like, oh, by the way, I'll just kill that and the ball I'm killing everybody else. <laughs> so. Picking a winner, boys. Who's got it? Winner in this wow. head-to-head or the whole, yeah. whole uh, this, this this head-to-head. Like, I mean, come on. I'm not. I'm not going to not go for NSA. I know. Tyranids. I know. I know. And I. <laughs> Sorry, I I'm not here. I'm a forces I, guy. So. <laughs> I kind of want to go against Inez because just because me and him are mates and it, it, yep. it would be funny. But I, I'm pretty sure he's going to get this. I'm pretty sure he'll have a very good plan for this matchup. Um, but Adam's got is my namesake. So Tao's going to. That's Inez, true. You, you're stuffed. And you got yeah. the power of Adam versus you. So it's over. <laughs> it's just, that's it. 
Uh, I'm going to say, I, I mean, I grant it is kind of hard to uh, to go against, you know, a highly ranked player who's been playing this faction for a long time. Uh, we, have, we have more information about Inez than we do, than at least I do, about, about Adam. Uh, but all that in mind, who doesn't like to root for what might be an underdog? So yeah. I'm going with Adam. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, there you go. Dude, yeah, that's the right call. You should always go for Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's always better on Adam. It's always better on Adam. It's a safe bet, right? We'll see. We'll see uh, if uh, if we're right come uh, come next weekend. Look, now's that time that palate cleanser we talk about. We call the, the slot uh, the Fuego. Been saying it for a year and a half, and uh, there we go. The Fuego Repito, <laughs> a segment where we, um, you know, I, oh look at this. I like the theming, and then we've got here. I guess Apparently it's going to be our thirteenth the theme. <laughs> Because uh, this is Thursday the 12th. Yet yeah, tomorrow is the 13th. Good spot. Uh, thanks for that. And uh, we invite production. It's already the 13th sticky. for Adam. It's, I'm, I'm living it. I'm living it. I'm in the future. It's okay. Dory, you'll get here soon. <laughs> is it, is the future I'll, I'll be making it all the way through the, uh, the movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Will I make it through the movie? A little debatable. So we do invite production on to help us with this. We give ourselves a series of topics and then two minutes to give some pretty hot takes on them, or at least our opinion on what they may or may not be. Most of them, not about Warhammer 40,000. That's what it says. This is palate cleanser. If we've just been through a whole hour together talking about stats and crunchy stuff and, you know, all the, the things that, you know, we're in devil in the details type of thing. Now let's unwind and have a little fun. I'm already having show, fun. I'm already having fun. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> all right. Did, um, <laughs> Did Nurgle Matthew just give away some something in a, in a Twitch chat? Everyone's praising him pretty hard. If you did, Matthew, we love you. Continue. Uh, <laughs> Continue okay. being right. the great dude. Uh, uh, let me hit the time thingy. That's part of my job. Start. Okay. Is Friday the 13th a lucky or unlucky day, in your opinion? It's absolutely lucky. Yeah. It can be lucky. It, I think it's, you got to manufacture whatever you need. Yeah, if you, if you have the physical ability to not trip over, hundred percent it's a lucky day. Because yeah. everyone else who does dies, and you just you just like natural selecting yourself to the front of the queue. Like what do they say? What's some other things? If a black cat crosses your path, or yeah. like, oh, you geez. pet the black kitty. That's yeah, a, it's a cat. It's a cat. Yeah. It's yeah. A cat. Why, why, and then it didn't it didn't cross your path. You just patted a cat. That's right. <laughs> chase, chase the cat. Hey, if it crosses, chase it. You know, it's not crossing your path. You know, fight the prophecy. <laughs> I, 13th is always lucky for me. I was born on the 13th, so yeah. So uh, I, I decided that you know my my lucky one of my lucky numbers would be the day after or before my birthday. Born on the 12th, so the 13th and the 11, 11 lucky numbers for me. Have you ever won the lottery with those numbers yet? Never. Nope. Have you played the lottery <laughs> once or twice? When it gets up into like a billion, okay. Who, yeah, who, yeah. Who, why couldn't you not throw two dollars? That maybe it's I win a billion. Dollars, and it sorry, happens sorry. to be my birthdays of my family or whatever. You know? <laughs> not encouraging anyone to do that. By the way, that is it's always a fool's errand. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I, I do argue it's a lucky day. It's definitely a lucky day. Like, I, I, mm. I honestly, what is the big what what is the big superstition of why it's unlucky? Is it just because of the movie? Is that literally the only reason? I think so. It can't be. I think the movie had to have been because that was already. I would assume so, but I haven't actually. I don't actually know the origin of why Friday the Thirteenth is supposedly unlucky. That, isn't that the day that like the like the witch trials or something began? Is that I, what I it don't was? really. I don't know that for sure. Chat, give us some uh, help in there while we're doing the rest of the Fuego because I'm genuinely interested now because I actually don't know. I don't. Okay, 
I've just there's a wiki page called Friday the Thirteenth, which encapsulates Fuego. the history of the the unluckiness of thirteen, which I can't tell you anything about. Oh, well, now <laughs> we'll never know. There you I, go. It's on I, Wikipedia. I also wanted to call out. So Nurgle Matt gave five hundred and thirteen gift subs to the channel. What? 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 And the, dude, it, it, from uh, from no, I, yeah, so freaking clap from oh random reading. He wants to give uh, people gift subs so they don't have to watch commercials doing during LVO. Dude, that is absolutely legendary. That's awesome. Thank you so freaking thank much, you. mate. You thank are you, thank you, thank you, man. You some at times you keep the whole thing going, dude. Just you so really, you know, you really do. <laughs> you really do. Jeez, hats off. Thank you so much. Mwah. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, what's the best? You can't beat that with anything we say. So. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, there's nothing we, yeah. nothing we can say now. What's the best horror movie franchise? Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, we didn't even hesitate. Yeah, at all. no, it's the hesitation. best. Of all, like, look, Nightmare on Elm Street's the best. That's the horror movie mm. franchise. I, see, those are classics, like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are both classics. I don't know if they're the best. <laughs> they're classics, but the, uh, it's got to be a franchise, specifically the the question here. Of course, is, of course, best horror so, movie franchise. franchise. I've got two in mind. Okay. Um, the Living Dead. That's kind of, that was one of mine. And Aliens. I'm not sure if Aliens is sci-fi that's, like that's horror. That's sci-fi though. Is, is it, does, yeah, exactly right. Aliens is the it's weird it. one. It doesn't. If make it was the horror, that would win. I mean, hands down. The, like, that would the first the one you can't argue about the horror aspects of the first one, but the second one's just that's like true. A actually, that, no, that's a good that point. True. The first one, and arguably the third one. The third one wasn't that great though. But the first one yeah. did actually have more of a horror movie feel. It really did. Or a horror really movie did. feel. You know what? I feel... I'm agreeing with Adam now. I, I'm kind of down with saying aliens at this point then. I'm, conv- I'm convinced that, that at least the first one well, is horror. As well, it's definitely yeah, a thriller. It's a sci-fi thriller. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't I'm, say it's I'm, horror. I'm talking myself out of it, actually. Out of, out of Are you? I'm talking me into yeah, it. As calling the franchise a horror franchise. I don't think you can. I think it's only one yeah. out of three to four. Depends if you accept that Alien Resurrections exists. Um, three to four films is a horror. That does not make a horror franchise. How do you yeah. Living Dead. Living so, Dead. Let's do it. Okay. I need to call out uh, Cameron Summers. Evil Dead. I don't know if that's completely a horror because it was like a spoof, but it's it was supposed to be horror. I will go with that if Aliens doesn't count because glorious I movies. I love those mm. movies. I love Bruce Campbell too. Like if I can do it, Bruce Campbell, Campbell is. Campbell, I would love oh, to interview Bruce oh, Campbell. Just he's, yeah. he's a hero. Army of Darkness is amazing. Oh, oh, like, amazing movie. It's incredible that they went from Evil Dead and somehow found themselves. Yeah. There. <laughs> that Wag-o. in itself is a, is a testament. Uh, okay, uh, the, the Jason Voorhees best fits in what Warhammer 40k unit? Scorepack destroyers. Scorepack destroyers. What? It's got to be something chaos. They've it's got. Gotta they've be. got machete. They've got machete like weapons, and they keep getting back up, mate. Like it's perfect. Orcs have machete type weapons too. Yeah, but they don't keep getting back up. They don't like uh, resurrect and just like, refuse to die. Like, but okay, okay, come on. What you got? What you got? No, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking. It's like, well, I guess I should shut up because I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> if aberrants were core, I'd say he's an aberrant. Oh shit! Then, Actually, that's that's not bad. Because then he could get back up, and then mm. he's still durable, and he could carry whatever he wants to carry a stop sign. But, but, but they yeah. ain't. They ain't. They ain't core. What you got? You got nothing. Maybe they are, and they, you just don't know it yet. Well, does is is being core a requisite for the answer? 
Yeah, because being core means that they actually get affected by the icon to come back. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you they're mean. On, yeah, yeah, they're, on, yeah. they're hard to kill. They do yeah. feel no pain. Which, you you know, and, well, and minus, no, that yeah. beast, they have to get it given to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jason's got to have, like, Freddy with him to, to get the feel no pain. Jason Jason with Freddy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Six up feel no pain. There's, there's yeah. a movie about that. <laughs> there is. There is a, yeah. Um, what other arguments but, could there be made? Like, I, I want to say, is this this is, like, body type-wise, it doesn't make sense, but I want to say, like, a striking scorpion. Or, like, Karandra specifically, because he can get back up. And he has, like, a nice, uh, nice like, the biting blade that he hits people with. Oh. You know that? And he's he, could be, he, could, he could easily be a, a 3.5 edition Chaos Lord. He so, could. Yeah, yeah. Somebody has just mentioned um, Cthonian Berserkers from Votan because they fight on death. That's he actually not if he doesn't one. know, I don't know if he fights on death. He just he's, gets back up, though. He's not girdly enough for... for... No, he's definitely not girdly enough, no. <laughs> he's, just, he's, like a, he's like a big, broad guy, but not girdly. You know? Um... If I had to just say the, uh, the like the unit, the model he looks like the most would be like a, a bo- an Ogren bodyguard or something, like huge, yeah. huge, just yeah. huge dude. All right, very- Fuego. Uh, All right. Uh, what do you see as a symbol of bad luck? <laughs> My role to go first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Someday. Fair. Symbol of bad luck. I've got a. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some because when I'm at a table, everything that's going wrong is. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I won't pick up a penny on tails. Uh, Matt Morisoli is a symbol of bad luck to me. I've just had some, some amazing aberrations of luck. I put myself in a position for luck to like take a hand, obviously. Uh, but my sweet Lord, he's my, the cooler of my dice. Someone said sleeves. Where your where yours at? <laughs> wow! <laughs> they tune in and you have sleeves on. They just turn the show back off. Like, <laughs> they go, get to it. On. Not put that X. Get out of here. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Because if it, we're going like forty k related to my biggest symbol of bad luck is. Whenever I play Skari, either the first Shadowfield save he makes or the first. Uh, uh, what are they called? The night shield save the, the five mm-hmm. of invuls. First one of those he makes, he won't fail them after that. That's that's it. Like if he doesn't fail the first one, he will not fail them for the rest of the game. They just Yikes. it's bad. Your dice <laughs> tray is pretty brutal to me, actually. My dice tray is amazing. It's oh, epic. It, like no. all of them spin. Come no, on. I don't like. Uh, you love it. No. Paul, give us give us one of yours. Another. That one. was it. Like uh, I won't pick oh. up a penny on tails. Uh, although it, it, really. Uh, yeah, well, I really? mean, I mean, no. Is there not. anything behind that, or just kind of? No, no. Well, the thing is, if you pick up a, like a, especially if you find a penny on head, you're supposed to take it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Maybe, maybe it's a southern thing. I don't know. Maybe I should look back at some of those unlucky days I had and look at the pennies. Was it on tails? That's right. right. Is that was that was screwed my day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I that test was that stupid penny. You had a hairline. I had a hairline and I picked up a penny, a penny, One tail, penny on tails and it's all <laughs> fell out the next day. I just looked in the mirror like, what, what the hell happened? Uh, what is the scariest 40k model currently available? As uh, in, in the 40k universe or the actual model? model. So 40k mo- model. We did a rundown during Halloween on the live stream. We did a, uh, a very unofficial uh, creepiest model. Mm. Hmm. Scariest model, looking wise, then. Yep. 
Um, Nightbringer's got to be up there, right? Even if he is a very dated. He's pretty. He's pretty good. He's he's. Uh, yeah. Not, okay. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I mean, it's in th- Horace Hearsey, but uh, Conrad Kerr's pretty scary. Hmm. I find the um the higher specs. Yeah, I think uh, that's what kind of. Like, I looked at over there, and the higher spec literally staring at me. And it's actually kind if of that if that was running at me at like 20, 20 miles an hour, big more open and crap. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm out. Right. I'm I out. think I mean, uh, yeah, horror specs for me is probably. In fact, it's magnetized. I'm going to go over there and change it to an exocrine very quickly because it's like really. Now that you're starting to think about <laughs> it, starting to think yeah. about it, like stop it. <laughs> He's got to walk a long, dark path to his back, you know, <laughs> to, the, to his um, main room after the show. Yeah, sure. Surely, there's some lin- slanesh units that are up there. Slanesh units. I, they're, I, they're I think scary. they're not. They're, they're not scary. Yet. Creepy. Mm, yeah, they're not, they're not scary. They're creepy. There's, but you're supposed to very su- distinctive difference between the two. Yeah, yeah the aesthetic is you're supposed to not like looking at them though. Like in the in the in really? the fluff, you're supposed to be like, Ugh. like the, yeah, the, the talos pretty yeah. creepy. Any of that, you know, that the hell type, yeah, yeah, type stuff, a- I think is is fairly. Creepy. Actually, you look at the my converted tails with the snake bodies. I actually those would be pretty. Those would be scary. And, and I think it's because like you, whatever's about to happen to you, you know, it's not going to be over quickly. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the impression yeah, that whole, I get. Yeah, yeah. the the yeah, homunculus is probably another great call. Like I will, I will run away from a berserker, but if I if when I inevitably <laughs> do not, I know I'm like end is quick. You just, you just dead. Yeah, go. yeah. Um, um, Vashnar we, will be uh, next year's scariest model. As I'm just responding to chat, they said this model, but you know, oh Vashnar, uh, yeah, not yeah. yet, soon. Yeah, will be. I will. Oh, we got more. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, why did we do this one last week? No, no I don't remember this no, one. Okay, cool. We're, what show were you on? We're doing, <laughs> dude, I don't remember, man. Uh, why are Ska- Skaven better than man, uh, man things in other old world Warhammer factions? Oh, it's a they're, old they're world. Not. Skaven is th- th- thirteen. Is their number? And, uh, who did? Oh. Who did? Yes. Who made this? That's who savvy. Nikki. Good, good bow. Good bow. <laughs> that was going by somebody. The Skaven player. Um, they are the perpetual innovators. They they push the envelope on um, on on what can be done and accomplished with like engineering and un, an unlimited supply of bodies. Well, they recognize that yeah, life is cheap, and you know what? This yeah. lightning's got to go where the lightning's got to go. Well, it, yeah, rats, exactly they're right. Rats, baby, they're rats. These these globes rats. of these plague globes, you know, got to be thrown eventually, right? You I know, do, I do that, like how they can adapt to everything. Like whatever, like you got you got a chaos pantheon. We're just going to borrow what we like and not, you know. Yeah, yeah keep the rest. Yeah, yeah, keep the rest. No, you, you, there's there's a very there's a very simple reason of why they are better than other things in old or old war old world Warhammer factions. It's very very simple, because they are the equivalent of GSC in old world. They actually are. They yeah. live underneath the cities. Um, boundless numbers, plans, plans, plans. No yeah. one knows what their war gear looks like. Oh. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> exactly no one, right. No one knows actually, what their war gear. What's this warp storm lightning thing? What? Dude, you actually make a lot of fair points there. That's pretty funny. Right? Hmm. That's why I actually like, I would play Skaven in fantasy if yeah, I wanted to would. play competitively, but I, yeah, I don't, would. so I just play elves. <laughs> oh, because you don't want to play competitively. <laughs> no. Play elves. High <laughs> elves, wood elves, this guy. dark elves, This whatever. guy, right. This guy, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You and Danny, you and Danny need to get together. Two peas in a pod. I, yeah, absolutely. We've talked about that too, actually. <laughs> Old and that's art. it, boys. Ooh. 
It's been a cool show. This has been a slightly different format. Again, we're leading into the season ending here of the LVO. After the LVO, we'll pick it back up. We'll be talking about brand new meta stuff. We'll be talking about uh, the champions from the ITC and uh, what went down. Um, You know, you got to come in each and every week to figure out what that meta is going to be like. I know as as this season winds down, um, anticipating the others has got me pretty excited. Yeah, it's it's going to be really, really exciting to see what happens, mate. Um, and the last couple episodes of the season are going to be really interesting. I'm actually not actually sure if I'm going to be here next week because by the time we're recording, we, we you go live, I'll be playing at Uprising. Well, we're so considering we pre-recording out. next week's show. So mm. when all I talk about showing up and doing it live, we might you might get a surprise show a day earlier or something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we can still be all together uh, to get this show out and, and done. Uh, but we'll see how, if schedules allow and if uh, logistics allow, but I want to prep all the listeners that that might happen. Like there might be a, of course. a, a, a it might be like a Wednesday and a half show. Wednesday and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next, next week only. No, no. But we do what we can to keep it all going. So that's it. Hello, that's the show. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Leave us those five-star reviews. Uh, that is one way you can appease the Algo Pantheon uh, to make sure, like, uh, attract other folks. Let us know this is it's worth watching. We really appreciate that. And of course, the uh, folks checking us out live means the world to us. If you listen to us after the fact, also mean the world to us. But while you're there, don't forget to hit those buttons. Uh, help us out that way. Till then, we'll see y'all next week, everybody. See you then. See you then.